Josh, do you like the Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Picture that, but Korea. Uh, north or south? I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm Josh. You got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, and share this video to any person that you think might enjoy this content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. Third time's a charm, at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Also, become a patron on Patreon. You guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I love to put out there. Love to put that out there so that you guys can see us react to a bunch of things. I won't go too far into detail about that because that's your journey. Your your journey is to feel grounded. Right, Josh? That's right. Yeah, because questions are what make us insert a really inspirational quote that I can't really think of at this point. The more you know. <laughs> leave a question, you dingus. Why should you leave a question or a comment? It's because it boosts us in the algorithm. Also, when you like this video, that also boosts us in the algorithm too. And when you subscribe too, it shows us that we're getting popular, which we would appreciate. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? The show that has been a TV miniseries that has been taking the world by storm came out mid-September called Squid Game. Uh, I so heard about this. right about now, I have not finished watching the entire series. We're only going to talk about the first half, almost. Episodes one through four. It's a nine-episode miniseries that came out mid-September. And this is basically me explaining it to you because you asked for it. <laughs> but I have not seen it. And I will probably not watch it. Okay, I, well, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm on that side that's like, you know, my, my goal is to convince you. My, I huh? said the same exact thing, but my sister, she, uh, I started watching this uh, last weekend with my family. And my dad, who doesn't really like foreign films or foreign TV, he was sucked into this wow. thing. Cool. So, so maybe. Um, number one Netflix show of all time. Yeah. And, um, and it's only been out for like a month. Let's see if I can convince you. So the basic plot is about a group of people in basically terrible debt. All they don't, for the most part, don't know each other. They're kind of swooped into this game. Uh, They're forced to play in a sort of like hunger games, like I said before. But these games are children's games. Um, And you'll see where I'm getting at in a little bit. And it's all for a chance to win an exorbitant amount of money. And obviously this is South Korea. So the, it's the one. So in total, there are 456 participants and they're given a number to identify them. People don't really know the person's name unless they reveal it to the other characters. Um, is it so numbered pro- like one to 456? Yes. Okay. Like zero, zero, one for the, right. the man right that you get it. Uh, so the protagonist is 456. Um, his name is Song Ji Hwan. 
I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but 456, when we meet him before the games even start, he's like this gambling addict. You know, he he lives with his mom, um, kind of a loser. He's playing the game that he gets sucked into at the very end of episode one to win um, money to pay off debts and get custody of his daughter, pay off potential hospital bills uh, for his mother, who we later find out is... Um, I'm only at epi- finished episode five, so that's where I'm at right now. But to pay off hospital bills for a mother who is dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. So clearly the stakes are raised for him and actually to do something about it, you know? So over the course of a few days, it's going to be six children's games total. All these people are in the same room. They've got cots like lined up like all the way up to the ceiling, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah 456 cots and the people that have like the guns and everything like that are these pink jumpsuit people mm-hmm. with different shapes on their faces masks with like a circles triangles and there's a uh a square also and you know there's a whole hierarchy to their system you'll see before game one the players climb these multicolored stairs something out of like a kid show like a wiggles show or something like that you know like uh but they end up in this large area with cardboard walls painted and in the distance stands like a 75 foot tall robot girl this is all in episode one right facing a tree and she explains the rules to all 460 456 players she says you have five minutes to cross the threshold because there's a line at the end where where she is Five minutes to cross the threshold, green light go, red light stop, or be eliminated. You've played red light, green light, children's game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think eliminated means? Are they killed? Yeah, they get shot on sight oh, um, by these like turrets. Um, so people don't realize that after it happens, if you move an inch, you die. Oh. Um, and so a huge amount of people die and a lot, it takes a while for the people to realize like, oh shoot, the person's dead. Like, and they all like run back to the exits, which are locked. Um, yeah. And they're asking like, let us out. Well, like, <laughs> but eventually our hero, so to speak, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him, 456 and people that help him out that we grow to bond with they are fine. Like, I think like a hundred or so people die, a huge amount of people. Mm. So they all go back to their cots and they all say to these pink jumpsuit guards who we don't see their faces, we didn't know that you were going to like shoot us, let us out. And so this is all in episode two. Now they vote on it if they can leave. Mm. And like, it's a majority rule, like democratic system, um, not constitutional, uh, just represent, um, not even, no, it's not representative. It's just, um, based on pure numbers uh so they vote on it and they're all let out surprisingly yeah they're all let out um but eventually like 200 people are left again including number 456 Mm -hmm. so episode two is all about the the journey on the outside they really believe that the outside world is hell Mm. you know they feel like they've been burned by the system so many times um so many people that we see right. from before go back because okay. they they want that money, wow. uh, including 456. If you know, including a few people that 456 knew before even the games happened, like they 
had known each other a couple of times and people he met along the way. And then lastly, before going back to the games, like this is like a real like interesting thing. I can't wait to see it develop. There's this detective, this policeman, young policeman. He approaches 456 uh, and he says like, I got like, there's like this calling card, which brought them to the games to begin with. And he's like, I saw that like you had this card and also my missing brother had this card as well. What is the, what is the whole like hubbub about this? Mm -hmm. 456 doesn't tell him. So 456 goes to the games, but the detective sneaks on. He infiltrates, kills a pink suit guard dude, and now he is mocking or pretending to be one. Oh wow! Great. It's 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 really like I did not expect Great. that. Infiltrates yeah. infiltrates the place, which by the way, the games are being held on like an island, like mm-hmm. remote island. So there's only there's a reason why like not a lot is being talked about because uh, mm-hmm. a lot see. of people a lot of people went to the police. Just kind of staying there. At the yep. Location. Right. Yep. Which is an interesting dynamic, you know, the Hunger Games. Everybody was tuned in, but now this is just discreet. So what's the purpose? I don't know. So it's, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a battle royale kind of concept. I think that the child yes. children's game is definitely kind of an interesting thing. Um, yeah, I've seen like in, like pictures and memes of this giant robot chick baby thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, it kind of weirds me out, but no yeah, it, yeah. it freaked me out man yeah 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 i'm well, that's probably the intention right yeah it gives you also like once uh these episodes start to unravel a lot more information it gives you like a specific dynamic into the operations of these games as well when you have the detective go in and inf- infiltrate the system we get to see uh, some behind the scenes stuff right. the workers like i said before they they have like these pink hazmat suits on you know with mass on with different shapes on them circle triangle square um and I'm excited to see what happens more and to tell you a little bit more. Um, so in episode three, not just the games are being showcased. It's also like internal politics with the players too in that, in that one room, which is interesting. Uh, there's, uh, we learn that another player who's kind of shady, who used to be a doctor, mm-hmm. he's taken in by these pink workers to harvest organs, I believe. Oh, wow of the dead people that, that are um, uh, tragically killed. And in exchange, he gets hints or clues or maybe even like discrete messages about what the next games are going to be. So he gets an advantage. And since I told you about a hierarchy, there's this all around one person. He's got like a bronze mask on. I think they call him the captain. And I don't think he likes the fact, I don't think he would like the fact that certain players are getting a bigger advantage. That's all I'll say on the matter. Mm. Uh, so they hide this, like these pink workers hide this. I don't really know the harvesting organs type thing yet. So we'll see. But the next game, the second game is players are put into a room. They go up the, the stairs or whatever. Mm. And all you see is like this huge room with a gigantic jungle gym. Mm. Uh, four doors at the end of the room. And there are four painted signs on them. You know, there's a circle, there's a triangle, there's a star, and then there's an umbrella. Mm. So very distinct. You can tell who's who. So 456, he makes friends with a bunch of people that he knew in the past, makes friends along the way. It's like a group of four four people, I think. 
um, at this point. Um, so him and three other people, everyone is told by these pink hazmat suit guys to line up in whichever door I think they choose, you know, People can line up in the circle, the triangle, the star, the umbrella. They all split up these four people, four doors, four people, Mm -hmm. 456. He goes to the umbrella. Mm -hmm. I think just by happenstance, I forget the the circumstances, but the rules are they open the doors. They're given these little Petri dishes. Everyone's got a Petri dish. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're given 10 minutes. Um, And what's inside the Petri dishes are these hardened sugar honeycombs. You know, uh, you remember eating like a honeycomb cereal. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the texture of it. Uh, It's probably even more hard and like stale. Uh, So they need to extract in 10 minutes their shape Mm. in 10 minutes. So think about it. You have a circle, easiest shape. It gets harder as you go. Triangle, star, umbrella. Uh, That's tough. 456, he says, I'm Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah so they need to extract that and yeah he says like i'm screwed if you you die if you break it mm. <laughs> and it's 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 harder as you go um yeah. this must be like a south korea game because now i've never done this it seems interesting i think people have done challenges on youtube for this mm. which I, I would love to try out at like my heart's content because it <laughs> sounds delicious but <laughs> Uh, I won't get go into the dynamics of uh, who dies, whatever, but the crew of four actually do make it. I will say that mm. all by the, like the thread of time. Mm. Um, but as far as like who else, like I won't mention. Right, right. So that's the end of it, of episode three. Very interesting. Yeah, I can see how that can be very suspenseful and thrilling as they're trying to make the shapes. Now, do they use the, have to use their mouth or like how are they? They're given these little like sewing needles. Oh, so they have to like cut out the shape. But they don't expressly state licking it and trying to like pry out the thing. That's all I'll say. Mm. So yeah, so interesting dynamics that happened there. Hopefully I'm not spoiling it for you too. I mean, I am spoiling it, but it, hopefully it leads you into the right direction right. Uh, with wanting to pursue it. I think Claire would like it. Sure. Um, but episode four. So for all players left, the organization for all intents and purposes, they orchestrate an internal riot in that room without actually like saying go kill each other uh but it's between prisoners you know pinning them against each other once the lights sleep time bedtime goes out Mm -hmm. they all are asleep in this gymnasium this room um and they all start to turn on each other uh and it's clear that the strongest player because at this point you have a sense that people have started bonding with each other and started forming groups. I mean, it's like Mm. a couple days in. So it's clear that the strongest player who's this criminal mobster, I think his name is duck Sue. He he's bad news. He, he gets a crew of people also maniacal as well to kill some of the other players. They kind of feed into this and just say, this is our chance. Uh, Yeah. So duck Sue's his name got a tattoo on like his neck, real bad news right now. So the players who made it out, I think it's like there were 107 players before the riot. Now it's down to like 80. Yeah, very suspenseful. Um, so the next day, the third game begins. Players are brought to this single room with a huge tall ceiling, and they're told they will have to operate as teams, teams of 10. Now, 456, his crew doesn't have 10 people. It's like four at this point. I think they 
have one girl. So it's, it's like a group of five and they're not on like the best of terms. I won't go into two specifics, but they need five more people and they don't want any other women because they already have one. They don't know what the game is going to be. They're not told because they don't want any women because it's been proven that men perform better in these games so far. That's what they say. Mm. Um, but just based on circumstances, they have no choice but to pick two more women. Mm. So in this game, which I'm about to reveal to add up the stakes, 456 has a bond with this other player, player 001, who's an old man. Mm. Really frail, 90-year-old like man. Um, the old man from the memes, right, right? Very cute, adorable old man. Um, but they have no choice to pick up two more women. So it's a, it's filled with a couple men, but then three women and an old man. Mm. Uh, but Duck Sue, that mobster, all strong men. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, and just guess the game. What do you think it could be right now? It is an American game. Something muscly. Okay. I'm assuming lifting or most football. Think or... childhood games. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Okay. Tug of war. Uh... And that's where I will leave it for part two. It's really cool. Suspenseful, thrilling. Sounds, uh, sounds neat. It's an interesting storyline. Though I will say, and I think I'm trying to at least capture some essence of this. After every episode, mm-hmm. it makes you want the next one. Mm, yeah, I bet. So it's always like a cliffhanger or something you're excited to see. But you can probably easily see it like in the first, within the first five minutes. So if you need to take a break, just watch those five minutes and then like go eat dinner or whatever the heck you were going to do. So it's, <laughs> it's tolerable because it makes you angry, but in a good way. Um, so I highly recommend the people that are watching this, including my, my my boy Josh over here, watch it. I am excited to see where this goes uh, just for the internal politics of the people in the games mm. and also the people working on the games, plus also the detective. I'm excited to see where this goes. I know more than Josh about this right now because I watched the next episode afterwards. So uh yeah, I didn't really feel like talking about it mostly because I didn't write any notes on it. Right. You know what, Joe? I I wasn't going to watch it, but you've convinced me. I will watch it this week. Good. Good. How long are the episodes? Are they like an hour? Um, what I have heard, is, well, at least these first four episodes are about an hour, um, but I heard that some are less than an hour. I can't speak to that. I don't know. Okay. So That's we fine. will see. Um, they're in like an hour, these types. No, my question is, are there squids in it? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Why is it called Squid Game? <laughs> I don't know. Even, even I don't know. It's a mystery. It's got to be squids. But I will, t- I will tell you this. Apparently, there is opportunity for a season two. It's a very high-budget season one. Mm. So I heard that since this is a very popular show, it could be renewed. It might take until 2023, I've heard. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fine making buku bucks from everyone in the yeah. universe watching it. Yeah, yeah, including Josh. <laughs> yeah. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. Timeline. So October 27th, 1682, the city of Philadelphia was founded. Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 
know. Uh, the city of Philadelphia was founded by Mr. William Penn. And brotherly love. Yeah, brotherly love. Speaking of brotherly love, love you, man. Clink, back at you. <clears throat> so, founded by William Penn. So, Penn received the land as payment to fulfill a debt that he had with King Charles II, and who owed uh, Penn's father. But this temporarily, not a lot of people remember this from you know their history books, but uh, it was temporarily the capital of the United States in the 1800s before you know of today as our capital. Um, and that was from 1790 until 1800. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember that. I, I remember. While Washington, D.C. was uh, being built. So, Joe, I have also have a Philadelphia thing, too, which is kind of funny. We never planned this. Yeah, no, we didn't. It's just going to happen. Um, October 27, 1988. Mm. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Opens at Force Theater in Philadelphia. Joe, have you ever seen Les I listened, uh, or not listened, I watched a high school production of it. I was in seventh grade. Wasn't a history guy at that point in time, but I fell asleep probably about halfway through. <laughs> and then I woke up in a fit of rage, uh, probably three quarters of the way through based on, you know, because everybody's singing. It's very bombastic. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched this maybe two years ago, three years ago. The movie? Yeah. The okay. movie, the Hugh, Hugh Jackman Everyone, I waited a long time. My whole life, I heard, oh, it's just, it's the best musical you've ever seen. That's like all I heard my whole life. Including so your own family, right? Yeah, my own family. Yeah. Let's say, Josh, you have to watch this. You're going to love it. You're going to love this musical. My wife, her family, even some of my family. And then I watched it. And you know what? I didn't like it. Shocker. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm not on that team. I think I thought it was dumb. Like, I okay, not dumb. I will say some of the music is, is catchy. I appreciated it. Yeah. But, I dreamed a dream. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But the story, I think it's so dumb. And every, it's so depressing. Everyone just dies and offs themselves. And then mm. it's over. Like, <laughs> and there's not, not a happy, I mean, there's a kind of redemption at the end. But like, mm-hmm. still, it's like, it's, I did not like it. I was not, I was not. It was not a nice experience. Watching. Would it be better as a comedy? <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, so. That's what we should. That's what people should do. They should make a parody of that, like a Weird Al parody of Les Miserables. <laughs> that would that would go over so well. You know, Joe, let's do it. You wanna? You and me. You and me. We'll do this. That would require me actually to watch the thing. Yeah. So that happened, 1988, October 27th a crappy musical that the majority of the world loves that congratulations les miserables you ruined the 80s (laughs) ruined the 80s (laughs) it's time for happy crappy how you doing joe oh i'm okay i'm just okay i would give myself a five out of ten today Five out of ten. Why is that? I I had a great morning, and I will mm. explain that more in the happy, mm. crappy. But uh, right now, I have gotten a certain injection mm. 
a certain uh ja- a certain a certain jab an extra yeah so that part is get set me back a couple points so sure. uh yeah and i was lied to by my uh person administering yes sure are they nurses i don't know nurse assistant i really should question that because i'm, I'm not exactly i wasn't feeling grounded in that moment <laughs> yeah you weren't rocking it man Speaking of rocking, you know what I'm rocking right now, and this is not an advertisement oh, yeah. at all. I've got some blue lights. On, ow, ow. I've got some blue lights glasses on right now. So if you take a look in this camera right now for people on the YouTube channel, uh, yeah, is not that the, what the, that's what the world looks like? I guess that's what the world looks like. It's just uh, I feel like Orange. I'm on Mars right now. <laughs> Apparently, it's supposed to help with your the blue light from screens. Correct. Yes, because we all like to watch Feeling Grounded when we're about to go to sleep. We have very ASMR type voices. And I'm not going to yeah. show, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah, please don't. I promised. But um, yeah, so it helps you sleep better apparently, right? Because if, if It does, it does. And if you know that we're filming at night, the lighting is pretty good, at least from my end. I have multiple lights on. So it's, it's just natural, just good lighting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of like, white lights, but I'll be right. My monitor, I just did that earlier. I told you. I'll I... buy you some sunglasses, some blue light sunglasses. <laughs> we both rock it next time. <laughs> we look like we're coming from construction. <laughs> or, or we're Bono. <laughs> yeah, but we're Bono. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Or Alan John. <laughs> let's start with, let's do happies first. Got it. Go we'll for do, it. We'll do the crappies. So I had a great week. I My work schedule was, was lighter, which was really nice. Mm. I um, started this thing called Noom. Have you heard about this? I have heard of Noom. Tell me about it. So it's like a weight loss food watching app thing. Mm. And it's really great, actually. Now I've done stuff like this in the past. Like was a big one. It's like MyFitnessPal. That's Mm -hmm. been around for a long time. Um, Or you like log food and your activity and stuff like that. But what I like about this is similar to that, but then it also has articles every day that you can read or listen to. And it's all about just like your mental relationship with food and like your the, the, the psycho, the physiological responses and psychological mm-hmm. responses to your relationship with food. Mm. And this is what I need. What'd and you learn? What'd you learn recently? Just, just um, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The, the importance of caloric density within food and how it's not so much what you're eating, but like the quality of the food that you're eating. So it's mm-hmm. not like, in the amounts right mm-hmm. so for example you want to eat food that is less caloric has less caloric density so it has less calories within it because mm-hmm. then you can eat a lot a lot of it and be full mm-hmm. as opposed to eating a cheeseburger and then like you have one cheeseburger and it's like this, the same amount as like five million carrots or something <laughs> yeah it's that wasted wasted you know? caloric like they're just yeah. wasted calories which is nice, which is nice. And I've and I ate really, really well this week, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Nice to and indulge in those things every once in a while. But if you can help it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And my body was so shocked that I lost like three pounds, four pounds this week, which is crazy. Good for you, man. So that went, went really well. Um, I exercise. I played tennis with uh, some uh, uh, Celia sister-in-law yeah, yeah I, played, I played tennis with a sister-in-law and she it was was great it was one I of the best su- games i assume she won 
she won one game okay the one set so we played two we played a set and a half okay. so she won the first set six to four so she beat me six games to my four games uh-huh. that i won and then the second set we only did played to the best of three or okay. two three um and i won that one does she play on cool. the regular well we play together uh every week so oh, every cool. every monday we play right on dude because because it's fun i really love tennis and i'm starting to get good at it but what's bad is she's also getting much better at it and she was already way better than me (laughs) give her time give her time as she begins to go into the work world i believe the world will like take her down a notch and then she'll be at your level (laughs) if you're here if you're hearing me celia it's coming man (laughs) just wait (laughs) Uh, uh oh No, no, she's she's very good. She's very, very talented, very athletic, and I don't, I'm not as athletic. I struggle with form, like I can't I can't visualize how my body moves and acts. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's difficult. That's where I struggle. But we had a lot of really fun games. Actually, it was one of the some of the best matches we've, we've had. Um, yeah, just a great week. You know, saw the kids a lot. Did things that I wanted to do. I did a lot of music editing and recording, and I mm. got a lot done. Like it was just a very good week. Good. So, that's my happy. Proud of you, man. So my happy. I today went to a men's retreat with church, and it was fantastic. We did it basically from like eight o'clock until like 1230. And then a little bit further after went to Hibachi after, but at this retreat, we went ax throwing and in certain parts of it, there was messages from pastor. Uh, and these messages were incredibly convicting. And you know how, like you have signs that like point you to a certain direction that are your goals, even if like the people that are listening right now are not religious. I mean, to a certain extent, uh, you get these certain signs from a higher power that just point you into the right direction to the things that you were avoiding. Hmm. I won't exactly go into further detail, but it's just, um, it was a really great time filled with, uh, you know, fellowship. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's great, Joe. Glad you had that experience. Yeah. It's always good. Like retreats are some of my favorite things like ever. Um, almost this time, well, not quite this time, maybe like nine months ago, I went on a silent retreat for a weekend. Mm. And so I went to um, this kind of retreat building. It's a, it used to be a seminary. Um, just this giant, beautiful brick building in the middle of like this beautiful location. Mm-hmm. And I just took the weekend and read Lord of the Rings and prayed a lot, like the entire weekend. I, my, I left my phone at home. I didn't have any technology. I just read books and I prayed and I ate really healthy and good and I exercised. And it was just an awesome, awesome weekend. So I, I, I feel retreats. Like I think I, I'm personally, I think everyone needs to go on like a little mini retreat every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Know, like it's so important for our wellness and for our health just to stop stressing and um, start resting and at least to have it be with other people too yeah or experiencing the same thing Uh a retreat doesn't mean it's just for one person for whatever yeah exactly exactly that's what that's what i wanted so it's kind of what i was going for because i really wanted to get away from technology for a bit but um josh one technology zero exactly okay so 
crappies. So since it was today, um, my kids are getting a little, a little sick again, which is annoying. Again, it's frustrating. Yeah, really. They they go through colds. They, well, they the last time they did was well, it might have been like this early spring. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so they're kind of getting colds again. We thought it was because they were maybe because they were teething. Because I guess sometimes when babies teeth they get feverish and runny noses interesting and that's what they they're not feverish but runny noses and coughs right right so we're just nervous that we're all gonna get sick because of our proximity <laughs> but yeah so john was sick yesterday and today it's john and grace and then eli tomorrow will be may, might be eli i hope not but i'm hoping it stops <laughs> i took a lot of vitamin c today because i'm worried about it for you brother but uh you should be okay yeah but that's i mean it's just a small thing because they're they're all still sleeping well they're they're great and all that mm-hmm. just they've got morning noses and coughs crying a little bit sniffly yeah. just a little extra extra <clears throat> whiny whininess but well in that same uh theme of sickness uh i got the booster yesterday and i feel kind of like excrement (laughs) to put it bluntly and i was told by uh many individuals that i would be fine today which i was at the very beginning uh of the day hence the retreat but uh right after the fact you know took another shower took took two showers and i'll probably do a third one today after this Mm. because it makes me feel oh so good Nice. Usually that's the cure all. Just achy, just achy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt awful after my second shot of the COVID vaccine. Yep, I was down for like two days. I was so sore and feverish, and yeah, the second shot was only about eight hours worth of pain, and I get the feeling this is a delayed one. So hopefully it's only an eight-hour thing. It started around like eleven thirty. We'll see. I'm, I'm getting off that high. I am a little bit hot right now. Maybe just because, you know, proximity of the computer. Right, right. Yeah, that could be. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, and share this video to any person that you think might enjoy this content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. Third time's a charm, at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Also, become a patron on Patreon. You guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I love to put out there. Love to put that out there so that you guys can see us react to a bunch of things. I won't go too far into detail about that because that's your journey. Your your journey is to feel grounded. Right, Josh? That's right. Yeah, because questions are what make us insert a really inspirational quote that I can't really think of at this point. The more you know. <laughs> leave a question, you dingus. Why should you leave a question or a comment? It's because it boosts us in the algorithm. Also, when you like this video, that also boosts us in the algorithm too. And when you subscribe too, it shows us that we're getting popular, which we would appreciate. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions. You're feeling grounded. <laughs>